Well, hello there. I'm Karen Sander. <laughs> you are listening to Aging Fearlessly, a program for the over 50s, those uniquely wonderful baby boomers. My aim is to educate, motivate, and inspire you to embrace the exciting journey of life for decades to come. So stay tuned to meet a variety of guests who will share their stories and passions to help us gain insight into the ways to live a happier, healthier life. This is round two, Barry, because <laughs> for those of you listening, Karen forgot to press record. So today I'd like to welcome into the studio Barry Nicolau, and he's impressed that I actually got his name right. Very impressed. And he thinks I might be Greek, but with my red hair. <laughs> Just because of the pronunciation, you had that spot on, Karen. <laughs> so Barry ran a successful business in the footwear industry, but today is more passionate about helping others in business. Correct. He is the author of the master, of the 11 master secrets to business success and personal fulfillment. Thanks for joining me, Barry. Thank you for having me, Karen. You are more than welcome. I love getting interesting guests into the studio. And can you tell the listeners a little bit about your background? Absolutely. No problem. Um, so initially started working for dad um, <laughs> and that was uh, straight out of high school and uh Turned out to be interesting because uh, there's only a few of us that can mix family and business. Did you divorce um, your father? Well, I, it got to a level where uh, I didn't really like my boss, but I loved my dad. Do you and, know, um, I did hear once someone mm. said to me, and they work for themselves, mm -mm. and she said, my boss is a bitch. <laughs> and I said, you don't have a boss. And she said, yeah, it's me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's a funny little thing. Yeah. So, yeah, you and your dad. Yeah, so we, we, we got to a level where, uh, without going too, too much into it, where we kind of realised that we were better off as family rather than as uh, business um, partners in that sense. So, uh, yeah, kind of that whole thing. Uh, I bought a, a unit in Parramatta just as I left. There's wisdom for you, right? Um, didn't see the writing on the wall as much, but bought this little unit. And I remember at the time carrying it was $197,000 for a unit in Parramatta. That's like, did right. you steal it almost? Oh, I felt like I stole it. Yeah. Anyway, this little beautiful North Parramatta incident. Anyway, long story short, uh, had to find another job. And I started in the shoe trade. So I got a job at a shoe shop in Chatswood Chase. And that wasn't enough money coming in. So I had to work downstairs at uh, Kmart from six till midnight and I did that for two years because you know the mortgage has to be paid and so when you were working in Kmart were mm, you packing shelves packing shelves yeah, yeah absolutely look sometimes it doesn't hurt to get into this no, tough manual labor actually it builds a lot of um I, I want to use the word character but it's much more than that it builds resilience mm. and it lets you know that uh that you're capable of much more than you think you are yeah yeah so we got to a level where uh did that for two years. Then I got offered a management position in that shoe business. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, that enabled me to give up the Kmart night shift, graveyard shift, thank God, because two years was just about as much as I could kind of handle. <laughs> I would go home at one and then the whole thing would start again at six, seven in the morning. So it's literally anyway. Almost sleepless nights. Sleepless nights, absolutely. And kind of did the whole Superman shirt came off, my shoe shirt came off, my Kmart shirt went on for my night's graveyard shift. So it was literally half an hour between yep. shifts. Anyway, long story short. So that's that's where it started. And then uh, 
in the shoe industry uh, at relevant um, uh, levels uh, for, I think, 12 years. Mm. Um, and kind of at the end of it, had my own footwear agency. So what we had is five footwear brands that we would distribute to independent footwear stores all over New South Wales. Wow. So kind of grew, grew, grew to a level where things were exciting. But the independent footwear trade is also um, suffering what retail is suffering right now, which yep. is a little bit of a downturn in, in sales. Um, so I um, had an epiphany one day. I was on my way to an appointment. And I don't know if you believe in divine intervention or not. But well, can I just stop you there? Do yeah, you said you a can. graveyard epi- yes. epiphany. What's yes. a graveyard epiphany? I, I, um, I discovered something for myself that I'm not sure if it's true for anyone else. And I don't care how crazy it sounds because it's true for me is I believe that graveyards are the richest places on earth. Because what you'll find in a graveyard is unused gifts and unused talents and unlived dreams. People that kind of going, I wish I did that. Oh, yeah. And I never got around to it. And now I'm X, Y, Z. And I don't have my youth anymore. But but my inspiration, I just kind of drove into this cemetery and I was a bit despondent. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. You know, everybody drives into a cemetery. <laughs> and you speak, well, you know, no one that's buried there, right? You look like you've got a whole family member. I'm visiting, you know, Aunt, Aunt May and she's yeah. there. So I just, my, the car, and the best way to describe it is the car steered itself inside, in- you know, M- Macquarie um, yes, I do. Cemetery yeah, there yeah, on yeah, Deli yeah, yeah, Road. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, and it's the most beautiful cemetery. Yep. Yeah. So all good. Anyway, went there, parked the car. Uh, started to walk amongst the graves and you know you see two words which is born and died and born and died and you just kind of come into a lot of perspective that life is finite you don't have forever so that little you know that there's a poem about what happens between in the dash have you ever heard the poem no, the what, dash? no what is the dash oh so you know dash. you're born and you die of course you yes. know the line it's life there's a fantastic poem called the dash right like and it's about how did you live your dash. Can, can I write that? Down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to yeah, yeah. look that up because that because our whole life is about the dash. The, right? it, it is. It doesn't matter when you were born or died. Or it's, died. It's the dash, and that's exactly yeah. what this poem is about. Oh, it's amazing. It's just it brings. You came here just to learn that today. The world. I I write things down from wherever I can because I my memory is what it used to be. So anyway, and you're uh, only a baby. You're, I am you're not a real, baby. You're no, in real no, trouble. If I give my age away, you would not believe. There's a few grey hairs missing. But um, walked amongst these graves, and kind of a lot of, um, I guess, inspiration came out for me. And this is going to sound really crazy. I like crazy. Are, are you ready for I'm crazy? I'm ready for crazy. Right. Crazy. Cray, is this. cray. Give me cray, cray. I, I heard three words that I can't fully describe, and I can't fully comprehend, and I. The logical side of my brain said to me, you're nuts. What are you, what are you saying? You've heard these three words. And um, after hearing those words, I didn't think a lot of it. I kind of went home, made dinner, and just got on with my day going, that was me having an, hallucin- an hallucination. And then I went to bed, and I had a dream. And those three words were, live your life. And I thought, you know, not revolutionary here. Um, Because if you wanted to give me something, please give me the lotto numbers. Do you know? I'm thinking (laughs) if you really want to communicate, give me something tangible that I can use. I can go to the news agency now, give me these eight numbers and everything will be sweet. Anyway, so I thought, live your life. What does it mean? Had a dream that night and the word your 
um, was kind of burning. Like it was, it was flashing in my mind, like your, and I'm thinking, ah, I get it. Live your life. What do you want to do? Don't, don't try and, uh, live the, someone else's life. Right. And if the footwear thing's not for you, Barry, you don't have to. And I was getting a bit despondent. I love it, industry. Barry. I love it. So then, I do think you're crazy. No, I'm only joking. No, you can call me that. I think half the people in the world that chase dreams are a little bit kind of they 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 say, well, here's what makes logical sense, and here's the crazy stuff. But I'm going to actually flirt with a little bit of crazy because you don't want to get to the end of your life and not do anything crazy. So you kind of so you're flirting with crazy. I'm flirting with she. We've been dancing for a long time. Yeah, I think and I've you're made. Doing, you're doing well. I'm trying. I'm Fox trying. To, two left feet all the way. <laughs> So I got to a level where uh, I discovered, I said, what do I want to do? You know, what, what do I want to do? And I, the time I felt most alive with friends and family was when deep and meaningful conversations were being had. You know, when you go out with someone for tea and it's all about, um, you know, what's happened this week and, and oh, this co-worker did that and what have you. And, and I wouldn't care about that stuff, but the stuff that really mattered to me was the stuff that changes lives. And eventually after an hour of chat, that stuff comes through. Oh, you know, how do you feel about this subject and that subject? And real feelings and thoughts come out of people. And that's where I lived. So I lived for the last hour of the evening when everyone was just like, defences were down and this is who I am, two glasses of wine later, and we're all really happy, right? So I lived for that. And that's when I felt most inspired. And I thought, I would love to inspire people. How do I do that? Like, I just, how do I, how do I get in front of people and then feel inspired about their own lives? So I thought a book is a great way to do that. So he's crazy again, right? So from the hours of 5 a.m. to 6 a.m., I would write furiously yep. in the morning. Everyone, the house was dark, everyone in the street, it was, the lights were off, the street lights were on. And here I was on my computer and it wasn't about punctuation, it wasn't about grammar. It was a it brain dump? It was a brain dump, a complete brain I dump. I know brain dumps. Did so the same just, when I wrote my book at two in the morning. Oh, did you? I was up earlier. So than you, you flirted with crazy as well. See? Oh, I've done the cray cray stuff. Oh, we need. To, I think crazy's <laughs> cool. Anyway, wrote the book, um, and here's the funny thing. And again, and I believe in universal forces kind of supporting you when you are living your vision of who you are meant to be. I get a Facebook message from, and no one knew I was writing the book. I get a Facebook message from a publisher who lives out of Kellyville in Sydney. Says I publish books. If you have a manuscript, I'd love to hear from you. And I'm like, oh, that's odd. Oh, coincidence. Right, what's going on here? So I thought, oh, I'll send John an an email. I just said, listen, I'm a bit crazy. I've written, I'm not done yet. And he says, how about we meet for a coffee out at Rouse Hill? So we went to Rouse Hill. I met him for a coffee. And he absolutely loved the idea. And he sat down with me and he said, Barry, listen, I've got a great strategy to get you to number one on Amazon. Mm -hmm. So I thought... Tell me about it. So we ran through the numbers and we ran through the genres and the categories. And uh, long and short of it was uh, three months later, we hit number one on Amazon in six countries and in 19 categories in uh, business philosophy being the main one. And he actually took me up. He gave me this little thing that looked like an Emmy. Like we're number one selling authors get this little crystal thing. It's at home somewhere. I don't keep it in plain sight, but it's 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 a congratulations. You've hit it in these countries around the world, and um, that's when an epiphany kind of uh, instilled itself in me, and I started to realize something that a lot of say left brain thinkers might believe is 
um, serendipitous or it, they might believe it doesn't make logical sense, Barry, that that happened in that way. Like, I want to understand it. When you start to understand that thoughts create reality, yep. you begin to be very, very specific about what you let in to yep. your thoughts. So I started to get really um, obsessed with um, uh, who I was surrounding myself with and what food I was eating and uh, where I spent my time and who was wasting my time or who just wanted to have a com- – who, who just wanted to have a whinge, right? And, and was I the recipient of that? And from time to time, you're not going to be uh, cut yourself out from all of it, but you do have to be very sensitive you, to the you, energy. Yep, yeah, and you mm. choose – how much of it? You do, you do. Um, so you get to a level where you start to think, if I can control what goes into my mind, then you you start to see and experience circumstances that reflect, say, the goodness of that intake into right. your mind. So with me, the my most important lesson came after the book, um, and most recently with a very um, serendipitous, again, um, Oprah magazine um, submission that has been approved, which is just crazy. But you start to realize that the subconscious mind and the research out there to support this is just crazy. The subconscious mind has to show you, it must show you the physical representation of what you believe to be true. Mm. It must show you. Like, it's got no choice. If you say, well, Barry, you know, I've been cut off in traffic and everyone cuts me off in traffic and it's horrible when I get cut off in traffic and that person then, last week it happened to me last week, I guarantee when you drive somewhere... You'll always be cut you'll off. You'll be cut off and you'll say, see, see, look, look, I told you. So you get to a level where you're co-creating the future. So here's the crazy thing. We go through our day and through our week, month, year, decades, the rest of our life, not realising... And we think to myself, we think, well, it's action. It's always about action, action, action. There is misguided action as well. There is action that we take that has probably, uh, it's not beneficial for our future. So we have to um, have what I believe is aligned action. And what aligned action is, is what end do you want to receive? Do you want, is it financial abundance, right? So do you want to be in a situation? I've got a friend of mine who said to me, he said, Barry, he says, I want to earn a million dollars a year. And to most people, that earn, that sounds an absolutely crazy statement, like a million, like you think you're worth a million dollars a year, right? And then he says, yeah, that's only $20,000 a week. And I'm like, yeah, that's still a lot of money just because you <laughs> broke it down into weekly. Like, yeah, but he said, Barry, think about it. He said, um, are people earning that in the world? And I'm like, yeah. He said, so you're, what you're telling me is that the feeling of earning a million dollars a year is already out there. in the world. It exists. Someone is actually doing that, and they're probably not working their guts out doing it. They've probably got a lot of free time as well. So if that exists, then that should be your new belief. It already exists. It's a done deal. Most people say, I'm worth 60000 a year. For example, I'm worth 60000 a year, and I don't like my job. I'm going to look for another job. I guarantee the next job will be around the sixty to seventy thousand dollars a year. It's a pretty pumped up session today with Barry <laughs> Nicolau. We're getting a bit excited in here. He's mm. a coach and has written a book, The Eleven Secrets. Master, Master Secrets. Secrets. Oh, he's got it here in front of him. I've got a copy and of we were just talking, Barry, about mm. sixty thousand a year. Mm. One of your mm. friends mm. talking about wanting to earn and sixty thousand a year. 
Oh well, yeah, yeah. Let's 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 go. Let's on just that. finish off well, on that one. Absolutely. Um, I guess uh, the crux of what we were, uh, what I was uh, getting at, was you're only limited by the amount of money you want to earn. Now, what's strange, Karen, is that our society doesn't really promote. Like we're very uh, driven in action. You know, if you think you are worth this, and this comes back to self worth, mm-hmm. if you believe you're only worth that. Life doesn't care if you're if you're worth a million dollars a year, if you're worth sixty thousand a year. It's gonna go, go for it. It's like going to the ocean with a dump truck, or mm. going to the ocean with a thimble. The ocean doesn't care. You want to fill your thimble up, you can fill your thimble up. I'm here. What a great analogy. Some people go with a dump truck going, you know what? The ocean can take a dump truck. I can take a dump truck of water out of the ocean. It won't make any difference. But I can take a thimble of... So it's, are you the 60,000 thimble person? And that's okay if you're happy and you are. And if you're really like Barry, the 60 grand gives me a balance and I really love my job, I'll take my hat off to you and give you a hug and say, well done for finding what you love. But if, for example, you think, you know what? If I wanted to... Um, pay off mum and dad's house or if I wanted to take everyone overseas and, and, and for a holiday or if I wanted to help, like we've, we've set up a charity now in Malawi, in Africa, oh. where we're actually helping. There was one gentleman there and we send our money straight to the farmers, right? And he said, Barry, I want to open up a piggery, like a piggery. And because he says, the piggery will help me buy a car. I said, how much is a car? He said, oh, it's $3,000. I sent him $100, do you know what that equals to Malawi? Bought dollars? him a few pigs. He he actually bought ten bags of cement to build the piggery. The piggery, right? Yep. And um, he sent me a message. He goes, "You don't understand the help that a hundred dollars." And it ended up being like thirty thousand Malawi dollars. Like you know, when you convert it over, because the Australian dollar is so strong. So you get to a point where you go, that fulfillment that doesn't happen all the time. And I have so many stories where. Um, serendipitous events let me know that there's an amount of abundance out there that we haven't even tapped into and most of it is believing that we're worth it a lot of people will say well uh, i'm only worth this or in in matters of love let's talk about love um i i've never had a partner that doesn't treat me a certain way and it could be an abusive way every i find the wrong person every time i go through partner and partner and partner and they all treat me a certain way you're setting an expectation up and you don't realize you're doing because no one wants to actually have that sort of partner that abuses you. Yep. So you think to yourself, why do I keep attracting these people in my life? It's when you sort of continually also rehashing over the old things. To, Barry, on. guess what happened to me today? That was a really crap thing. And then crap I go, thing. Susie, guess what happened to me today? That was, a, And you keep reaffirming you do. this same thing Karen, over and over again. So We're so on the same wavelength. I'm just same clever. No, you're intuitional. <laughs> you're, more than, you're much more than clever. And I think a lot of listeners are. And I think I'm hoping there's a lot of people nodding their heads out there. Yep. Because uh, there is much more than what we see with our eyes. There's a lot of energy. And next week I'll be speaking at the uh, week at the Mind Body Spirit Festival in the ICC Centre in Sydney. Please, if anyone's out there that can come, please come along. And we talk about the science of manifestation, mm-hmm. right? And if you look at the science of it, it is truly amazing. And just to give you a quick rundown now, so we've got our skin, right? We've got our skin. Now we call that matter. So we've got skin and bone and blood. That's all matter. We can feel it and touch it. And so if you take a if you take a microscope to skin, what do you get? You get cells. Inside skills, you get molecules. Inside molecules, you get atoms. Inside atoms, you get subatomic particles. Inside subatomic particles, do you know what there is? Pure energy. 
Mm. Little little tiny things called quarks. Is this like quantum physics? Yes, we're going into quantum physics. We're going now. into quantum physics. We are just to give you an illustration of what we're actually made of, and it's not blood and bone and skin. So you come down to the quantum physics level and you go, what am I looking at now? And there's this little tiny thing called a quark. Quarks are made of energy. And that energy moves just by observing it. Just by observing it. So I go one more and I'll think, holy crap, what's actually after quarks? And you know what's after quarks? Thought. Thought influences quarks. That influences subatomic particles, which influences atoms, which influences molecules, cells, and matter. And our world is made up of matter. So you think to yourself, so really all we are deep down at the molecular level is pure energy. Yeah. How often have you gone into a room and said, that person's got such good energy, I just want to hang around yeah. them. Yep. Right? So what you're alluding to is there's a vibration, there's a feeling that you can't quite vocalize and express. Someone walks into a room and you think there's something about you and I don't know what it is, but I want to be with this person, right? Very much like the person that walks in that's been in an abusive relationship for 20 years. They also walk in with a specific energy signature. Yep. And you can feel that, oh, the room's just gotten heavy and I don't know why. Yep. So I always look at it and I think, right, what do I want to surround myself with? Who do I want to surround myself with? Because I need my energy to radiate at a level which is helping myself and other people grow inspirationally. Yep. So if the science is out there, no one's paying attention to the science because everyone's out there going, I've got to go to work on Monday morning. And I can't wait for Friday night drinks. So they're already dreaming of Friday in a, yes. in a not such a healthy way. No, it's like um, we've got a uh, when in, in the shoe business we had this beautiful lady. Um, she's been in the same. But Diane Ferrari, she's been there for thirty five years. And you did recognise that I'm wearing Diane Ferrari. I do. I know my brands. You Absolutely. do know your brands. <laughs> the comfort shoe. I do. I do. They're a great brand. Um, so this lady that works there for 35 years, Karen, um, she she's a lovely person, but the, Monday morning, her conversation with me is, I can't wait for Friday, right? And she sings the same song. I, thank God it's Friday, thank God it's Friday, thank God it's Friday. And I'm like, do you know that as you're saying that, you're wishing away yeah. 80% of your week, yep. right? So take that over a year. You've waste, you've, you're wishing away 80% of your year. This gets pretty, pretty scary now. If you're in a job for 35 years... You're That's wishing a lot of wishing. 25 years of your life is gone. You just like, can't wait, can't wait for these eight years. So what a horrible way to live. Like, so we, I actually respond with, on a Friday, I ring her and I just say, two days till Monday, two days till Monday, just to kind of say to her, you know what? Um, you've got to look forward to your life. Yeah. You, you've got to get your life into a situation where you go, I cannot wait for Monday because it means I get to do that. And you know what? That that thing is so passionate, so obsessive in you. It doesn't matter if it's Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It doesn't matter because you just keep doing that. So whatever we're obsessed about, I keep saying to my clients, whatever you're obsessed about, you'll materialize. Yeah. Like obsessed. Not like if you're obsessed about the stock market and you're about the stock and you say, Barry, you know, this, this company's down and this company's up and I've put 50,000 here and 20,000 and you're really excited about the stock market and you know what's going on, then you're going to do really well. But if you're really excited about real estate, if you're really passionate about... So whatever you're obsessed about, you'll end up bringing about in your life really, really well. Some people are obsessed about wishing for Friday. Mm. And that is... You're literally... You're, you're one foot in the grave. You're literally saying, well, I'm wasting my life. I mean, think about a small child, a four- or five-year-old child. That, that four- or five-year-old child is not wishing for a certain day of the week. It's no, living in the moment. They're playing in the present. Right that's, now. That's the joy of being a kid, isn't it? And, and the joy of watching them. 
and listening to them. Absolutely. And that observation mm. and that it's just – it's so naive but so beautiful. It is – we've got a two-and-a-half-year-old girl. Her name's Grace. And she started walking at around 11 months, 12 months. I think it was 11 months. And um, the way that she started walking was a miracle to me because you know what she did? We've got the coffee table in the middle of the lounge room and then we've got the couch. And there's about oh, about a metre, which is easily for a baby about five or six steps, right? <laughs> that's like, a like, huge space. That's like kilometres for a baby, right? <laughs> for me, I'm just looking at it going, that's just nothing, right? So she's, she's holding onto the couch and she sees the coffee table and we were actually looking at the television. So she sees the couch and the next thing we're looking at her and she's at the coffee table. And I'm like, did we just miss her first steps? And Lana, my wife, said, I did see her on, on, on kind of moving or wobbling with one or two feet, but she did her first walk. Now, think about us as adults. When we want to get from where we are to where we want to be and we can't figure out how, we go, you know what, Barry, I can't figure out the how, therefore I am not taking that move. I'm not taking that step. You know, there are people that have failed at doing that. I've heard fear stories from my parents sometimes. You know, they've tried something and it hasn't worked, so that fear is in me. So mm. I'm not just I'm not gonna I'm gonna hold on to this couch because it's pretty comfy and I can I can feel my way around. So you think to yourself, little Grace took those steps. Kids don't think about the next right move. They just look at where they want to be. And then their feet, their brain kind of goes down to their feet and they go, right, for me to do that, the first move is to take a step. Yeah. Right? Right, next, and then the next step. And then her wobbling. So you don't say to a two-year-old child, you silly child, try to walk. How silly of you to try and walk out. You know, just hold onto the couch and for the rest of your life you can just hold on to things, right? Oh, I've got another great analogy got, for you. Go, go. I love analogies. So when I – I used to be a teacher. Yeah. So when I was a teacher, I worked with a, another teacher mm. – and her husband had an analogy for their children growing up. Right. He said, because she was going on about letting them go to go out to, you know, to the big wide world. And he said, when they were born, mm. imagine they were a plant. We propped them up with a stake. We were the stake Great and the ground. Yeah. And we, we used that stake so that they would grow tall and strong. Mm. And now that they're 18, mm. that stake has been fully removed mm. and they are out there on their own. They are strong mm-hmm. and they are capable of standing on their own two feet. Mm. I love that. that it's you. great. It is a great analogy, isn't it's it? Great. And I've never forgotten that analogy mm. of how, you know, when, he, when she was stressing over it, he was yeah. using... Yeah. That analogy of the stake in the ground. It's a great analogy. And I'll tell you the other one that I'm – and I've got so many nature. Nature is our ultimate uh, – we call her Mother Earth, but she's there to teach us lessons as well. In, in I've just trekked in Peru. Ah, and they you? call her Pachamama. Pachamama. Is Mother Earth. I love that. Pachamama. Pachamama. Can I write that down? Yeah. All right. Um, Pachamama. Look that up. It's a really um, nice sound. So the group that we trekked with, we often talk about Pachamama. Pachamama. It's, it's beautiful. Um, I look at, have you ever heard of um, people saying things aren't fair? Oh, gotcha. Like consistently, right? Like uh, my, my parents would say, you know, things aren't fair. You look at the world affairs, you look at what certain presidents are doing or certain people are doing and go, that's not fair. And right now what's happening all over, that's not fair. And what's happening to me, that's not fair. And there's this kind of not fair analogy right 
I'd like you to suspend those thoughts for just a minute. And even if they're core of who you are and you believe you've been treated unfair, I'd just like you to suspend that for a few minutes and just have a fresh set of eyes with what I'm about to say. Life is very much like a garden bed. So you've got the soil, right? Let's just take a beautiful pot plant and there's nothing in this pot but beautiful, beautiful soil. So the soil doesn't care whether you plant a weed or whether you plant a rose bush. Its purpose is expansion. Mm. So it's got nutrients, you've got water, it's got, you know, it's going to rain, it's, it's got sunlight. So the soil goes, it's not going to say, uh, 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 that's a weed that you're putting in, Barry. Be careful. It's not going to say that. It's just going to say, I'm going to grow it. This is great. A poison ivy, corn will both grow, right? So life is very much like that. Now, what's the soil level? The soil level is thoughts. Because anything that you implant in your thoughts will grow. So imagine, Karen, the amount of people that are unconsciously planting weeds. Mm. You end up in 10, 15 years with a messy garden and you think to yourself, what is going on here? This looks like an absolute mess. I thought I was doing things right. I am supporting my family. I'm I'm doing my best. I'm paying my taxes. I'm, I'm supportive to my family and friends. Why is life giving me... These horrible people, these horrible scenarios, not enough money. This feels crap. I feel terrible. I feel broke. And then one day life taps you on the shoulder and you get cancer or something horrible like that. And you think to yourself, just my luck. I've got this horrible disease, all this. And you start to get bitter on life. So if you take it back to the soil level, if you can be diligent enough to start pulling weeds and start planting more rose bushes, Mm. for example... But the thing is, they've got to happen at the same time because weeds grow in and of itself. You know what the weeds are? The weeds are life. Yeah. Right? So you're going to go out there in traffic right now. Someone's going to cut you off. And you go, ah, oh, damn it. That's affected your mood, which affects your thought, which affects what you're going to bring into your life. So you've got to get really diligent about, okay, someone's cut me off in traffic. All right, you know what? It doesn't really mean that much. I can get on. What am I doing with my day? That's right. I'm going to inspire that person. I'm going to do that. I'm going to make that cake tonight. I'm going to... So you've got to get super diligent about that. And then you look at disease in life and you look at why certain people get disease and you go, well, that's not fair, Barry. That person has cancer. For example, we know a few friends that have gone through cancer. One particular friend of mine, he's 60 years old and he's the only man that I know who's had cancer who's beat it without chemotherapy. And I asked him, how did he do it? And he said, Barry, it's really, really easy. I started to pull the weeds out of my life. I started to look at my diet, I looked at what I was reading, and I was open to treatment that wasn't mainstream. But he said, damn that, if I'm going to spend um, hundreds of thousands of dollars putting poison in my veins to try and beat this thing. So he was very, um, and he rang me last week, like stage three prostate, right? And he, he rang me last week and he said, Barry, the doctors can't explain how I haven't got a cancer cell in my body. They can't explain it. And they're like, you're a miracle case. Well, I don't know what's going on. And you look at it and you go, how did he do it? Did God just give him special blessings and he's withholding blessings from all the can- all the other beautiful people in cancer wards? So you start to get to a level where you understand that thoughts influence things. And the body has an unbelievable way of attacking illness if we let it, mm. rather than pumping our veins full of what somebody else says we have to pump our veins through. So people, I think, get to a level where they're uncomfortable with their lives. They get a tap on the shoulder. It could be a cold. Then they get more uncomfortable with their lives. It could be another tap on the shoulder. It could be someone cutting you off in traffic. Another tap on... So eventually, 
you get about eight taps. The eighth tap could be cancer. It's like saying, you're not doing what you're meant to be doing. You're going to get this now. So it's like life going, you're in the wrong, you're on, you're yep. going in the wrong direction. Yep. So the moment we start listening to ourselves and to our souls, and um, the Oprah Winfrey uh, magazine article was all about how have you manifested um, thoughts into things. To go into the story that I submitted to the Oprah magazine um, um, and to give you a bit of context of where the whole thing came from. So approximately a year ago, I was um, we have a Jeep, we drive a Jeep, and we took our Jeep for a service into Rose Hill. This is an advertisement for Jeep. This is definitely not an advertisement for Jeep, 100%. <laughs> it was a major service which cost us a little bit of money. But it was good. It's, we took our Jeep for a service, and um, the guy at the counter said, Barry, this is a major service. It's going to cost you $800. <gasps> so I thought, you know what? I want the car to be under warranty. We all prepared for it. We've got the money for it. Here's, here's, here's the $800. We're, 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 we're ready. So anyway, so he said, well, just give me your keys and we'll call you when the car's been picked up. Oh, when, when it's ready to be picked up. So here we go. We uh, there, There's a courtesy bus that goes into the local town. I hop on the bus with another seven or eight people. We go into town. As the bus drops us off, I uh, started walking towards the shopping centre. And uh, I see, I've seen him for years. He's the same homeless man that sits there with a dog. And for some reason, the dog has no teeth. And I don't know why the dog has no teeth. Maybe the dog's eating something that it shouldn't be eating. I don't know. And I just, I was walking past him and I had $35 in my pocket. I had a 10, a 5 and a $20 note. So I thought to myself, I feel like being in a position where I want to give. And I don't really care what he does with it. If he, goes, if he wants to go and buy alcohol, that's up to him. But I felt right giving the money. So I thought, whatever I feel for, I'm going to just give him. So what do you think I felt? The 20. Right, big one. Comes out. So I knelt down and I just said, listen, I want to give you this. And um, I hope it feeds you or whatever you want to do. His smile on his face was like Christmas. Like literally everyone's giving him 20 cents, 30 cents, 50 cents, a dollar. Two dollars was a big deal. So if you get $20, it was like a day's taking for him. So here he is. I gave him $20. The next thing, I went to get up to get away. And a gust of wind came right where I was walking and I, was, I could have sworn it came into my pocket because the five and the ten that were there swirled around in the air and landed at his feet. And I'm thinking, awkward. <laughs> that was my money for lunch. <laughs> what do I do here? And I thought, you know what, Barry? What does $35 mean in the grand scheme of things to me? And what does it mean to him? I'm not a rich person by any means, but for him, like $35 is like $35,000, you know? So, it's, so I said, you know what? I want you to have the whole lot. And the smile on his face was just huge because he probably felt that his dog was going to have food tonight as well. Went inside the shopping centre, had a coffee with a few coins I had left in my pocket. Um, and uh, about three to four hours later, the phone rang. It was the car dealership ringing me to say the car was ready. So I said, no problem, I'll be at the drop-off zone in 10 minutes' time. So here I walked to the drop-off zone, past the same homeless man, didn't recognise me, I didn't care. I just thought I'll just go pick up the car and go home. I've got other things to do. So um, picked up the, the bus driver's name was Gus. And I said, Gus, I had this experience with this homeless man. And he started telling me about something that he was doing last. So we got into this great kind of law of attraction-ish conversation about how giving is the answer to receiving. So yeah, it was great, great, great. So I dropped me off at the Jeep dealerships and I went up to the same guy. And he says, I said, yeah, you rang me. The car was ready. And there's seven or eight people behind me. And I said, he said, yeah, your car's ready, sir. We changed the oil filter, the fuel filter, blah, 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 blah. That'd be $398. And I stupid me. I said, oh, no, 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 no. So you must have me confused with somebody else. I said, remember, in the morning you told me it was $800, blah, blah. And he went to me, huh, 
I did tell you it was $800. Well, he said, um, the computer screen is charging you $398, so that's all I'm going to charge you. Wow. Right. And that's when the penny dropped that the homeless man and the dealership were connected. When you're in a place of service, but without expecting a return favour. See, most of us go through life, Karen, I believe, with an agenda. I'll help you if you help me back. And this can be a kind of quid pro quo thing. What's it called? A, a, um, mm. a pro, no, I can't get the word out. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a, you know, it's like a, you, and it's, 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 it's who we are. You go to a job, you give your time, you get paid for it. Mm-hmm. Someone gives their time for something, you get paid. Like it's all based about an exchange of money and energy and time that all goes through. So what this taught me was when you're in a position to be able to give without expectation of return that's when the magic happens and that's when i knew that saving four hundred dollars off a car service and giving the man 35 dollars on the street were connected and i i believe with all of my heart and soul that that's exactly how life works when you're in a position to be able to help someone or give someone and go, I don't care what comes back. I don't care if nothing comes back. I don't care because I want to help this person from my heart. When that becomes true for you, then life answers and goes, well, how may I be of service to you, Barry? How, Karen, how can I help you? And it's usually an immediate worry that you're trying to work through. And something comes out of left field and you can't explain it logically and neither can I. I can't sit there and go, well, that happened and that happened and, and that person, that computer glitch came up and charged me $398 instead of 800 I can't explain all that. But all I can explain is you give from your heart and you start receiving. So that's, that's, that's the, or the story law. that I submitted to the Oprah magazine. And they, they actually wrote on Instagram and they said, you know, if you've got any stories about how you've worked and they received something like 8,000 applicants, four are going to get printed and mine was one of them. And you think to yourself... This is really cool. Like that, I get. I saved the $400, plus now this story is going to be out there. So I think their monthly readership is 2 million people. Wow, that's brilliant. So, yeah, yeah. cool. This really it works just well, fabulously. Well, for me, mm. I say I'm a magnet yes. to amazing people. You are. So yeah. I, I attract you do. amazing people. People fall into my life. Yes. And I just go... Wow, mm. you are so talented, mm. and I get to speak to them. Mm. I did give five dollars to a homeless woman yesterday <laughs> at North Sydney, so there you go. It's just everyone was walking past her, and uh, she was standing up, and yeah. I just had five dollars. And yeah. I don't yeah. stop and do that very often, yeah. but yeah, yeah, it's a nice thing to do. Welcome back. You're listening to 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. To find out more, Go to the website rnb.org.au. I am loving my chat today with Barry Nicolau. Um, he has some amazing um, stories and information and advice to share. Barry, what's one piece or one sage piece of advice that you can offer today to our listeners? Oh, um, the, the most potent. Uh, piece of advice that I offer is um, you're, you're manifesting consistently. There is no off switch. There, there, the only off switch is when you're asleep. So when, as soon as you wake up and as soon as you go to bed, your thoughts will start creating the future that you want. 
The good thing is, if your thoughts are not aligned, you can change them. It's just like an indicator on the car. If you want to go left, you just indicate left, right? You have a set of red lights, you indicate left, you're going left. Indicate right, you're going right. If you want to, if you're indicating left, but you really want to turn right, what do you do? You just change the direction of your indicator, right? Hopefully not cause an You've accident. You've got the best analogies. No, no. So it's just that we have to, we have to find a way where we realize that there is no off switch for the law of attraction. Everything that is in your mind is manifesting right now. So if you've got, most people have a big mix of weeds and roses and yuccas and palm trees and blue gums and it looks like a big rainforest. It's good, but it's hard sometimes to manifest. Or it's, hard, it's hard to get through it. It's hard to see the forest through the, the trees. Tree. Oh, no, oh my one. God! <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> I'm going to write that one down too. Oh, sorry. No, it's oh, exactly very I'm having hard. too much fun in here. That's the whole idea. If you're not having fun... Uh, manifesting, you're taking life way too seriously. And it's not that hard. Like, you just got to go, are there people out there living a great life and I have happy thoughts? Yes. Um, is there beautifulness in the world? Can you go to a mountain peak? Can you, can you go to your local park and just look at nature and just think these trees actually absorb carbon dioxide? These trees absorb and they release oxygen. That lets me live. You know, that actually lets me live. Guess what? My fingers and my toenails are growing. I can see, I can taste the most beautiful food in the world. My hair's growing. Yeah, sometimes I drive myself crazy. But do you know what's really cool? You've got all these things going for you. You've got all this gratitude of the love in your life and the, and the great scenarios that are happening all the time and parties that are coming up and you've got circumstantial like happenstances that are going to be so great. How do you bottle that and give it to yourself as a drip feed every day? How do you do that? Because most people only feel good when it's the weekend or when there's a party to go to or when there's a concert to go to or when there's a wedding to go to or something. I'm going to feel good at the wedding. But the wedding only lasts for six hours, five hours. And then what? Monday morning comes again and you kind of shoulders slump and you go, oh, I don't have that inspiration anymore. So I've made a few products apart from my book that kind of feed daily inspiration. And it's really important that we do that. Yeah, so... I guess if I'm allowed to, yep. I'll, um, we've um, at my talks, my biggest problem is that, or my complaint is that, Barry, I'm so inspired with you in the room, but when I go home, I'm feeling that the walls are closing in and I need to do something. And I've decided to actually launch a hard copy subscription newsletter that goes straight to your front door. Mm. Um, so it's, it's a subscription service and uh, we charge $97 a month for it. So essentially $3.46 a day. It's a cup of coffee a day or a newspaper a day. Some people pay for a newspaper. You're paying for bad news. Mm. You're actually taking your money and you're paying for bad news just to be informed or maybe misinformed depending on the newspaper. So I've decided to do something completely the other way. I've launched the Power of Positivity Club. That's and a great club. It's, we call it POP, the power of positivity. Um, so it's POP Club. And um, it's for people that recognize that there's a lot going on in their lives. And they want to manifest a lot. They want to have better family relations. They want to have more financial abundance. They want to visit more people. They want to be in tune with who they are. I've put eight pages in here straight from my laptop on every issue. So every issue deals with an aspect of attracting the life you want. The first issue is on imagination. What we're going to do, I'm not sure if I've told you this, Karen, but we're going to give the first issue away for free for um, R&B listeners. So if you are interested, the website is the11mastersecrets.com. Um, and at the top of the page, just hit newsletter and subscribe. 
And um, I'll give you a code now, which is SWEET, S-W-E-E-T, and the number one, SWEET1, and you'll get the first month free. I've done that this morning. Awesome. So you've got $97 off the bat for free. Get it delivered. If you don't like it, unsubscribe. Actually, if you don't like it, you're not in the pop club. <laughs> so it's, it's, uh, it's almost like, you know, are you in this tribe or are you not? And if you're not, that's okay. But if you are... You'll just have that energy that you walk into the room with. People would say, well, Karen, what is it about you? And you might say, well, it's a bit of this and a bit of that, and I get this thing in the mail that keeps me elevated. And it's, um, it's really exciting. The pop club is something that I've, I've wanted to do for a long time because our emails are just chock-a-block full of garbage. Yeah. Well, so. most of my emails, Barry, end up in the bin. And yeah. when I was a teacher, my boss used to say about cleaning up your desk and your office and your files, he said, I just put that in the circular filing cabinet. <laughs> so, yeah, you've got one of those on your desktop. Yes. Just put it in the circular filing cabinet. Exactly. I, lots of my stuff goes in there. Exactly. Barry, absolutely. I have absolutely loved talking to Thank you today. You for having me. So, um, if people want to talk more to you, what's your email address? So, just head to assist, A S I S T, at Barry Nicolau, and I'll spell the surname for you. So first name Barry, B-A-R-R-Y, and then N-I-C-O-L-A-O-U. So Barry Nicolau, assist at barrynicolau.com. Well, thank you very much, listeners. And Barry, would you like to say... Cheerio. <laughs> well, to everyone that's listening, thank you so much uh, for, for believing in yourself. And Barry, mm. come back and visit us again because uh, we have. haven't got through half of what we were going no, to talk about. No. And mm. it's time to go, everyone. Till next time. I've loved being here. Have a safe week. So this is it for today's program. It's time to say cheerio to the wonderful Northern Beaches community. Join me next week for another episode of Aging Fearlessly. And now for a song written by Nick Howard, especially for the listeners. This is Karen Sander. Have a fantastic week. And remember, ageing is inevitable and growing old is a choice. The sun is shining bright outside. There's a sparkle in It's not all nine to five, it's a wonderful life. Let's go and climb mountains high, swim across oceans wide. Live out our dreams, just you and me. Let your heart be alive. There's no time to wait. Gotta go get the most out of time Don't be afraid Like this treasure that you've got to find Baby, don't be shy Let's go and take that ride Taste the sweet and the spice Everything nice Let your heart be alive just let your heart come alive, honey. Let your heart be alive.